Hi guys. Hi loves. Hi loves. I'm Gabs and this is my girlfriend Soph. And we are your podcast hosts. Welcome to Queer Podcast, where we bring you all things queer, my dear. We speak to a different guest each episode as they tell us their coming out story. We listen to the good, the bad, the ugly and the outright hilarious. This is the content that we wish we had when we were stuck in the closet. And it's such a pleasure to be able to speak to some amazing people each episode and bring you a new and different story. If you've got a coming out story that you want to share, get in touch with us, email or DM on Instagram at qu.ear. Sit back, relax, grab a cuppa. And a biscuit. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, thank you. And keep an ear out for queer. Welcome back to episode 12. 12. Whoa. <laughs> the big one, too. <laughs> God, that's all you'd get growing up. Ooh, the big one, too. Ooh, the big one, three. Oh, like birthdays, yeah. you mean? At first, I thought you were talking, I thought you meant like number one and number two. <laughs> I'm like, oh, she's done a number one and number two. <laughs> oh, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> you always give me a congrats oh well done babe <laughs> it's because you thrive off every little bit of praise i am a leo what Aww. can i say leo's her dog her dog who passed away recently no i am a leo me star sign oh are you even a lesbian <laughs> are you even a lesbian <laughs> you're such a fucking yeah, lesbian that yeah, you name your dog after your star sign <laughs> but thanks for telling everyone my dog died oh <laughs> Honestly, yeah. anyway <laughs> i listen to yeah so we're speaking to freya and scarlet freya is well we know each other through tiktok which is great much everyone that we've got on yet <laughs> gabs has got the through tiktok for fuck's sake well, it's one of the perks of being a tiktok famous lesbian yeah mm. well there you, know, you go get on my level bitch you might be a leo but you're not a tiktok <laughs> famous lesbian last time i checked i'm all right <laughs> <laughs> anyway so freya is a super cool gal from london and um she comes on today with her girlfriend scarlet and they tell their coming out stories another couple of gals on the coming out train yes freya's story god she had like a hard time with her mum. her mum gave her a really hard time didn't she mm. and then scarlet we all need to have like scarlets yeah <laughs> what a guy that was a good story yeah it's almost like they weren't even on the same train coming out no. you know scarlet was riding first class whereas freya was just she totally got kicked, kicked off, off. <laughs> the ticket sold out she... but guys she's back on the train <laughs> yeah and she's, she's riding it. that coming out train now <laughs> she struggled on the tracks and she made yeah. away with her new pride flag which she'll be making because you know the nhs stole ours oh yeah yeah <laughs> We need as many people to come together so we can reclaim the pride flag. Yeah. Well, we've got a pastel one going on Queer Podcast, so mm-hmm. get on it. Yeah. They also talk about their new dog charity slash business, which is really cool. They have such a, oh, they have the cutest dog ever called Ziggy. I think they've got an Instagram for, for the dog. Yeah. Their business venture inspired by their gorgeous little rescue dog from Romania is called Mabel and it's at M-A-B-E-L on instagram so you should definitely check them out because they're doing some really cool stuff yeah we'll link it definitely cool well we hope you enjoy enjoy the stories and loves yes there she is there she is how's it going hello hi yeah good thank you yeah very good thank you oh yes oh my god 
just the cutest. So he's a Romanian rescue. Oh, wow. uh, we have no idea what he is. But I'd say like um, a golden retriever, Collie. Collie, cross. yeah. He looks like my old dog. Oh, yeah, no. He's <laughs> yeah. going to jump on any minute now just to pre-warn you. That's all right. <laughs> we were hoping we would get to see him. Wherever we are, he is. Yeah. So, oh, all right, so, so who wants to go first? Who we're going to speak to first? Because mine is so uneventful. Sorry. So is it just the coming up story itself, or is it kind of like realizing you're gay? The events leading up to whatever you want to give all the tea you want to spill. I'd done the classic thing where I fell in love with my best friend. Oh. I was 14, and she was working in the local Tesco's in Somerset where I grew up. So like, you know, in a tiny town where there's literally well, there was no gay people. Um, although apparently it's been famously renamed, like my town was called Langport and it's been famously renamed Lang Francisco now, because apparently it's so cruel, which I would disagree with, but that's how like progressive the, the locals think they've got. <laughs> she basically messaged me on Facebook after I went to Tesco, because she was working on the shelves. How she worked out like who I was, I have no idea. Small town. Mm. Like went to a completely different school than me, completely different set of friends. Anyway, we started talking and I inevitably ended up falling in love with her. And then in four year weird emotional relationship where she would say that we were soulmates and that she loved me so much and that, you know, I'm cringing actually saying this out loud. And I would literally not respond to that now. But um, I just spent literally, yeah, like four years absolutely infatuated with her and convinced myself just this one person. It was only her because we had an undeniable different connection. And then I grew up and suddenly realised that, like, I was being played for four years. Oh, my God. That's a major mind game, that. Both get really drunk and make out, and then she'd wake up the next day and just pretend like nothing ever happened. And I just, like, never approached that situation because she intimidated me so much because she was a lot older than me and all this kind of stuff. And then we had basically, like, a massive theatrical kind of fallout slash chat where I just basically owned it myself and was like look I think I'm gay like I'm not going to hide this anymore like we probably can't be friends on that basis because you are pretending I think to be something you're not or, mm. or not even that but like won't admit what this situation for what it is mm. kind of like stopped our friendship for a bit and then I found my girlfriend that I met after that and kind of um met her through tinder back in the days of tinder <laughs> and stopped speaking to my friend temporarily at this point and then um sort of was living in Bath with her and just like going up there and my kind, my kind of coming out story transitions into that because I didn't say anything to anyone but I kept saying to my mum that I was going to Bath with all these girls that played football yeah. <laughs> hoping yeah, get them in. <laughs> girls football lesbians <laughs> I don't know if you guys are familiar with the term Jan I don't know if it's kind of okay so this wow this is like a whole other like dimension of, of lesbian language oh my God, so basically Buff Girls years ago created the term like Jan which is a, a word for lesbian and they categorised all their Jans which probably now you wouldn't want to do either but like Man Jan, Baby Jan, Narnia Jan. Narnia Jan. <laughs> I kind of like Jan oh God, Narnia better Jan. than lesbian, to be honest. <laughs> Great, because, you know, like, we walk down the street now and can be like, Jan, 
and like <laughs> oh I love it oh my god fellow Jans <laughs> oh my god yeah no one will clock on that's so good but went through Bath and basically went round like all of the the unis like sporty unis so I would like describe this term to my mum and be like oh yeah there's like loads of like Jans and then one day she like my mum's really Somerset, so I'm going to try and do her voice. Yeah, she was just like, on, give it to us. You going out with one of them girls? I was, like, <laughs> I was like, shit. I was like, yeah. And she just went, what am I going to do about grandchildren then? <laughs> what am I going to do about them? <laughs> yeah. They will happen. And she was just like, oh, okay then. And that was it. There was nothing else ever mentioned it after that. My dad's story is actually a little bit more eventful, I suppose. Not on him. My, I was dating my girlfriend for a year and my best friends, my two best friends from home who knew I was gay, when I actually come out to them, were just like, yeah, Scarlett, you've been crying about your best friend for the last four years. Like, we knew. <laughs> kind of gave it away. And we were, it was New Year's Eve and we were all out getting drunk or whatever. And they like, when I used to go visit my dad at weekends, the girls would often come with me and stuff because I'd get bored on my own and all this, you know, all of that. So... They were both like, they've got his number. So like, if you don't ring and tell him right now, we will. Which now I like say it out loud. It's like not cool to out someone in that. But they, my dad well enough to know that like, they weren't spiting me by doing that. It was kind of more like, you just need to do this because it will be fine. So I ring him to, you know, say happy new year. And he's like, oh, happy new year, blah, blah, blah. And like, I've got something to tell you. And he was like, what? I was like, fuck. And I was like, so... I'm gay and I've got a girlfriend and he was like Scarlett I don't give a fuck yes <laughs> incredible he was told by my stepmom that he was actually having like a party that night oh this is so it's it's embarrassing now all his family and friends and all of her family and friends all of which like her family I know are just like bit homophobic don't really like me either such a whole separate thing so he goes in and turns the music off stands in the middle of the living room and was like I just want to let everyone know Scarlett's gay and if any of you have got a problem with it you can get the fuck out my house right yes oh my god (laughs) (laughs) when am I finally gonna do this shit That's so fucking cool. Horrifying. Um, But, you know, he grew up in, like, an environment that, like, his dad was an ex-police officer, like, back in Scotland, like, in the 60s. So grew up in really quite a conservative household, but is probably the most liberal person you'll ever meet because he's an intelligent individual, even though slightly crazy. (laughs) He's always held that line since as well. I mean, we went to view a property the other day and then got homophobically attacked after by the landlord because we didn't want to take the property which you know I was surprised that first attack that I've had in a really long time Mm. I rang my dad to tell him inform him what this guy had done and unlucky for him he only lives like five minutes around the corner from my dad so straight away my dad was like give me his number sent him a load of messages to basically say like if you dare homophobically attack my daughter or anyone else again like in as many words, I'll come over and knock your head off. So, abuse, aggression isn't always the answer, but actually, 
sometimes it is <laughs> yeah yeah and like you, if, you, if you can leave that to your dad then yes we love that personal like gay bodyguard actually um which that is, is incredible so my wider family my nan went through <laughs> my nan went through this phase of just complete denial so like my nan isn't homophobic like at all she's the type of person that like literally loves everyone mm. um and she's got two like lesbians that live two da- doors down from her. And you know, the proper kind of like how that generation would think of a lesbian, which mm-hmm. is man- uh, <laughs> tattoos, you know, like spiky dyke. Yes, spiky dyke. Lesbian, I've just got to add that bit in. Yeah. I love them. Wait, say that again, because we didn't the hear The best you. kind of lesbian, she said. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like my nan thinks that they're great, but basically like couldn't understand why me, a young girl with long hair and you know model and all of this like in her mind like those universes just did not collide yeah. just ignored it and we'd be driving down the street and she'd be like scar look at him that's a good boyfriend for you <laughs> um and then eventually my mum was kind of like being complicit in my nan's behavior as well which did cause an at one point because it's my nan's birthday and I was like my girlfriend at the time I was like can she come and my mum kind of skirted around the question and I was like hang on a minute that's not acceptable of my girlfriend of two years to come to my nan's birthday but my other cousin has had five boyfriends in the last year and that's absolutely fine like that's not so me and my mum kind of like fell out about it a bit which we never have and I ended up leaving and coming back to London and then my nan actually sent me like the cutest message. I've still got it on my phone. Like two days later, she messaged me and was like, Scarlett, this is your nan. <laughs> and I'm really sorry if I've made you upset or uncomfortable over the last two years. Us older people sometimes find it hard to understand new things, but I would never want you to feel like that. And I accept you and your girlfriend wholeheartedly. And then she came to the birthday and my nan was like, good as gold treated her no different than she would anyone else but it was just kind of breaking that barrier of like awkwardness I think because I tackled it head on Mm. she was fine like she's in the moment she's fine I think she just goes to these like historic views that all she's ever known but she's not actually got those beliefs that was just kind of her knee jerk um, so she's really good now. I mean, yeah. she still says really off the cuff stuff sometimes. Oh, like, we love nans with no filter. It's the best. Oh my god, my nan was like, uh, you know, she said similar things to to yours, as in like, God, are you, are you you're not going to cut your hair dead short, are you? She said to me because she really wants me to have kids. She was like, Sophie, you should be having kids now. You know, you should just go and have a one night stand and just forget about it. You know, I was like, Nan, that is the worst <laughs> advice you could ever give your granddaughter. <laughs> ever. Nan telling you that. Like. And yeah, we'll just walk into a room and get her tits out. She's like mental. Hold line, like you would think it was smile if you didn't know her, but it is just fucking hysterical. Like her nan's vagina more times than I've seen her. So Amazing. Funny. Oh my god. It sounds like your family are just legends. Like, yeah. They're such independent characters. That's so cool. Well very lucky. You live in a very had a very liberal family. Even though I grew up in like the middle of Somerset, I was really lucky that yeah, my family themselves were very good. Yeah. I mean mine is depressing. Oh no. So, oh, you said hey, are you ready to give a story? Us? So. Oh yeah, I'll give you my story. So 
I took a very long time to discover whether I was gay or not. When I was younger, I obviously had so many different boyfriends and I'd go out all the time. One of my main things to do was just, just get plastered most days of the week so that I could go out and kiss girls. And that would be my excuse was that I was drunk and that that's what we all did. I owed Katy Perry, uh, you know, a big high five, to be honest, for I kissed a girl. When that came out, I was like 15 and all the girls wanted to kiss me by that point. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> It like became it came like a cool thing to do yeah, then, wasn't yeah. it? Like kiss your best mates and all this. I was like, yes. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm drunk too. How drunk are you? So, <laughs> so, yeah. so that was my kind of like theory as I was growing older. I thought, no, no, I'm definitely into guys. It's normal to not really enjoy sex with them. That's fine. And then my older sister, Megan, she is seven years older than me. She's a lesbian as well. So she came out when she was 16. Whoa. And... I wasn't allowed to know about this. I actually found out that she was gay because um, she had a friend that was always around and then she was crying when this friend no longer showed up. So I was like, okay, was that Rebecca? Is that your girlfriend? And she was like, yeah. And so from then on, I kind of knew. And she was like, oh, what? mum didn't want me to tell you. So I was like, oh, that's a bit weird, but okay. I was like 12 by this point. And I just kind of carried on. I I went to college in Brighton. Um, By that point, I thought, maybe I can be gay here because it's Brighton. So (laughs) I managed to find this girl there and I really got the ick with her like really quickly. So again, I thought maybe I'm not gay. Turns out it was just this one girl, like bless her. (laughs) Bless her. And to be in a room with somebody else, you're like, no, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. And I met this boy and he was very feminine. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll give it a go with him because ultimately I was so terrified of coming out that I was just like, I will force myself relationships with men because i'd rather be in a, in a relationship with a man than look gay being single god i can so relate to everything you're saying i had a leather jacket that i wore literally religiously 24 7 a lip piercing how i was a size 20 yes thank you for putting that in there so i was like <laughs> i can't come out as gay looking the way that i look now because everyone's gonna say well of course you're gay because you can't get a boyfriend right in this boy we broke up whatever I was heartbroken great only because yeah yeah I'm gonna put the quotes in there <laughs> not heartbroken but I am messaging this girl from Brazil so she she started liking all of my stuff on Instagram and again this is when Instagram was like so much in its infancy and I originally thought it was a photo editing app so thank fuck I didn't put anything like there uh, <laughs> so I had photos of like the same picture all in different edits girl, there was a girl in my local town that actually thought it was a photo editing app and did upload a photo of her vagina <gasps> our first one that saw it but the algorithm right back in the day <laughs> it was actually the sister of a guy that I had dated and I had to message her and be like I don't know how to tell you this but your vagina is like square on oh my god <laughs> I literally would have dreams uploaded all the photos from my photo album on Instagram. Like that was like I used to get nightmares about that. Like, <laughs> so funny. Oh, oh my, my god. god, we need to put it out there for some stories. <laughs> stories like that. Oh my god. Since I'm 27, so like when it was all kind of like coming out, I think people of like our age we were using it more like that. Whereas like the younger generation didn't know that Instagram wasn't a thing. And like we had just kind of like migrated from Facebook. Mm. But yeah, so this girl started commenting and liking like everything that was putting up she had followed my sister who's older and has her own blogging and vlogging and they were like the og feminine lesbians online you know they were around the time that like rose and rosie were kind of like coming out and like all that kind of stuff and they all like collaborated 
years ago and then all fell out oh, <laughs> all the drama yeah the lesbian oh, drama the oh my God. Outfit or what? no well, please, don't, please don't <laughs> so this girl obviously followed them and um and then she obviously saw me so yeah liking commenting etc etc and um i felt interested by her because i thought she's a pretty girl she lives in brazil fantastic there's no connection to my life here and my mum can't find out about this fantastic so i was about 19 at this point and we had just started talking she sent me over a video of her singing because this was back in the day when i was like singing a lot more she was like can you listen to me i really like your voice I heard it thinking this is gonna be shit and it was actually really good and it was like a Taylor Swift song and I was like oh so we just started talking and I completely let my guard down because I was like okay someone from halfway across the world she doesn't know anyone that I know she's not gonna rat me out so I didn't even tell her that I was gay so I was just I was fully in denial like looking back at it I was like no I felt really interested in this one person but it is just this one person like Scarlett was saying I was like no one else no other girls just her so we were talking for about a year and in this year i decided to go on like a really extreme health kick and like diet and gym and everything because again i wanted to come out when i looked more feminine because i didn't want my mum to think oh you're a spiky dyke as it was (laughs) that that was my rationale behind it so i thought if i can lose weight if i can dye my hair if i can buy the clothes that i want to wear you know then maybe i'll feel more confident about myself and i can like be myself so when we met, I was then like a size eight from being a size 20 when we started talking. Wow. And we met in Heathrow Airport. I bought her a ticket to come over to the UK. And I said to my mum, because I was still living at my mum's house, and I was like, oh, mum, by the way, um, there's this girl from Brazil who like I've made friends with, and she's come over here to look at some unis. <laughs> she's really interesting. She doesn't have any money to like stay anywhere, so she can she can stay with us for like a couple of weeks. That is a brilliant, convincing lie. Really I must say. I went so far, and this is very damaging, and I urge people not to do this. But I went to to Natalia, please tell my mum that you have a boyfriend, and we one hundred percent we made up a whole lie about her boyfriend, about what he does pictures of him, him sending her voice notes, like all of this shit, right? So I would never urge that. But this was my level of desperation to appear straight. And she actually never had an issue with that. Like she was very understanding and she went along with it. Because bless her, she must have actually loved me. So she came over and that was incredible. Like for me, I honestly had like the most insane time. I was fully able to just be gay and I'd never had that ability to actually have like a girlfriend and to do everything and I just felt great. So I was like, oh shit. Shit, this is real. Fuck's sake. I was kind of hoping that I hate. <laughs> And then um, then after that, we continued a long-distance relationship for four years. In those four years, when I was 21, by this time, my older sister, who was a lesbian, found out, and she literally did a full-on, like, goat scream. Like, she screamed the house down. She's like, oh, my... How did I not know? And she's literally like, get her on FaceTime! Like, <laughs> Let's all have a chat. She screamed down the phone to Natalia. My other sister, the straight one, pinned me up against the wall when I was leaving the house to go to the gym and she was like you and Natalia and I was like yeah she's like are you dating her and I was like yeah and she was like you both came out the shower and you both had wet hair so I just kind of gathered and I was like, oh. <laughs> like all this elaborate lying that you did like all of the time and effort that you put oh, into the straight guy <laughs> you just walked out the shower and that was all it took <laughs> then when I was 21 they were like look You've got to come out to mum. It's got to be done. Come out to mum and dad. When Megan came out, my other sister, it did not go down well at all. She 
chucked out her TV, her posters, told her that she was ill, disgusting. She went onto her gay forums that she had back in the day. She was 16, right? And she was very timid, 16 year old. She was very young, like she was so sweet when she was 16 and very like innocent. No, but what I'm like, Freya's mum is literally like four foot 11 and tiny. So I'm just picturing this like very sweet looking (laughs) elder lady, like on my face. Like my mum is sickeningly sweet. I love my mum to pieces but there is an issue that she has, and I believe that this is an internal issue that she may possibly have with herself as to why she reacts the way that she does. Mm. But I always knew that my dad reacted fine to Megan, so I kind of was like, whatever. I think, like, my my parents are now split up, but my dad said that one of the deciding factors for him was when she reacted so badly, and he said to her, what is your problem mm. doing to our daughter kind wow. of thing? So I was terrified to come out. So i just come back from Brazil, and I was crying my eyes out because obviously I come back from Brazil for a start like fuck England and, <laughs> yeah, <isn't it? laughs> and secondly I left what I thought was the love of my life over in Brazil and I couldn't be myself at home just terrible I was leaving like a part of myself there because I was completely open over there and everyone knew I was you know with her and whatever so I went upstairs and I was crying and my mum said oh do you really miss Brazil I was like yeah yeah she said do you miss Natalia I was like yeah yeah and she's like are you in love with her and I literally burst into tears and I said, yes, who wow. asked me to come out? So I thought, well, she's asked me now, so I'm just going to say. And she just like sat up um, in bed and she was like, you're disgusting. And I was like, <gasps> no, <gasps> I can't believe this. She was like, fuck's sake, shit is what she does. Oh she goes, my <laughs> God. And I was like, oh, fuck. So by this point, like, I'm really crying because this was exactly what I knew was going to happen that everyone told me wasn't going to happen. I was like, I know my mum. Mm-hmm. She was like, get out of my sight. She was like, go tell your father. So I go downstairs and think, oh, okay, I'll go tell my dad, that'll be fine. I was just like crying and I hugged him and, I, and he said, what's the matter? I said, well, I've just I've just told mum that uh, Natalia is my girlfriend. And he said, what? And I was like, yeah, Natalia is my girlfriend. And, and, and mum's just been really nasty about it. And he was like, well, why? Like, as in, why, why is she your girlfriend? And I was like, well, well because I'm in love with her. And he was like, well, but, but, you know, because at this point I said, it's only Natalia. And I said, well, if you, you know, why don't you just be friends? You know. You just turn it off. <laughs> yeah, right? Go be mates for them. I know. It's mad, isn't it? They just can't understand sometimes. Mm. And it was worse because they loved her, right? They loved her as a person. They'd, they'd invited her around the house for a few times. Like, like, I had gone back and forth. She'd come here. And so I was so devastated by this point because I thought that my one person who was going to protect me was going to be my dad, and he didn't. My mum then told me to get the fuck out of the house, mm. so I did. Um, oh. I like, sake and some limes to do some, like, cocktails. So I was like, right, I drove over around the corner and turned up on her doorstep with this alcohol, just like crying. She's like, you told mum, right? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah, I know. So we just all kind of had a conversation about it. My sister, my other sister called up my mum and was like, come on, like this is ridiculous. I then went back later on that day and I was really struggling with it. My mum just completely ignored me. And I said, what if I, you know, it could have been worse. Like I could have told you that I was addicted to heroin or having a baby. And she was like, that would have been easier to have dealt with. I was like, right, well maybe I should just, oh, fucking hell, does she even understand what it's like to have a drug addict or like, are you joking? So then for, for weeks after that, she ignored me. And I really struggled because like, I'm, I'm one of these people that like, I can't hold a grudge. So I'll be angry at you for a good hour and that'll be my maximum. And then I just get sad. 
so it's her 60th birthday I think yeah her 60th birthday and I was like right well I want to like throw her a birthday party mm. mug oh, no. this would give me some kind of like brownie point so I ended up like throwing this surprise birthday party for her and like I paid for the food the alcohol got like a canopy out like invited everyone over and it was really nice she did say thank you and she kind of like over time got a lot better there was a lot of just kind of like disgust as it came out that I was actually in fact a big raging homo nothing you can do about it and I got myself an undercut and I was like well fuck you I don't care as time went on this was one thing that was kind of keeping me in this relationship with Natalia is knowing that I could still be gay because I thought as soon as we break up I potentially have to be straight that was terrifying for me I never actually came out to Natalia I was like no it is just you and then when we broke up you know I started like sleeping with other girls and then I found this other girl that I was seeing and then I fell in love again and like had another relationship. And I think by this point, you know, parents kind of catch on. My dad was like completely fine, you know, like after I broke up with my ex, he was like going on Tinder with me and like swiping through Tinder. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then when I came across Scarlett, I was like showing him photos and he's like, yeah, yeah, go there, go. No, so, um, <laughs> so yeah, a lot better. And then my mum says things like, well, why aren't you more open with me? It's like, well, <laughs> because the trauma you remember... put me through for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. Just remember that day that I came out to you. Think about that. <laughs> my mum is very supportive of mine and Scarlett's relationship. She never undermines it. She fully accepts Scarlett as like a daughter-in-law. Like she doesn't, she's never I wouldn't treated... go that far, but no, I'm genuinely... <laughs> <laughs> I think actually she genuinely prefers Scarlett to me sometimes. So it's fine now, but it's just that like initial thing. And that, you know, it's so cliche, but like it always does get better, even if they've had like a horrible coming out, like nine, eight, nine out of ten, it yeah. gets a lot better. Your mum would ever be at the point where like she would actively defend gay rights or even actively defend you and Megan. No. If you were being attacked, because I think that like she doesn't know how to kind of enforce that. I, think, I don't think it's because she still holds a bit of, like, bias. No, see, see, now, what, what I think is that she views heterosexuality as being elite or... Normal. No, but even, like, have a pride of being heterosexual. And yeah. for me... Or actually the disgusting one. Yeah, I don't... I, yeah. Which um, bothers her a lot. And <laughs> so, yeah, that's just the kind of, like, situation. And even though I had that upbringing, I never let that influence the way that I viewed gay people even being a gay person myself, but it did just make my internal struggle a lot worse. Most people that are homophobic are gay. And I think that's what we need to remember. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does yeah. often come to fruition that that's the case. The people often you find yeah. out that people who were bullying you for being gay or generally speaking oh god gotcha. yeah come out do you know what i mean and hmm. yes i had uh that, that was one of the biggest bullies at our school for homophobia she's engaged to a woman now so that's wow that's... it's mad that it's, it's such a a defense for for people isn't it like the defense has just come up and they just act in the way of like bullying yeah. and putting that person down because really it's just a mirror of themselves and if they treat you bad because of a certain thing that you are usually it's because of they are themselves and they're like feel disgusting in themselves because they yeah. might have thoughts exactly I mean, the same someone who isn't gay who thinks about gay people that much i mean if you're not gay why do you think about gay people that much why yeah, do- like why are you asked like leave why? them to do them you know get over it babe it doesn't affect you you know <laughs> 
that's the kind of situation that I had and even when I was a teenager. You're huffing so much. Just the dogs just spat some spinach at me. That's <laughs> healthy, healthy dog. I remember Lindsay Lohan going out with Sam. What was her name? Sam. Ooh, I don't okay. know. I remember her going out with a woman. I don't know yeah. who it was though. I can't remember her name now. But um, so she was going out with her and I remember watching a film and my mum was in the room. And I like, I literally tried to impress my mum by being homophobic about her. Yeah. I was just like, I don't even like, oh, I don't even yeah. want to. Now I say that about watching straight people. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> they, they, they like to think they're superior by saying something. Yeah. I mean, it's mad. It shows how, you know, it really does get passed down your family in a way and like belief systems. If you're Mm. brought up like that, you know, with certain belief systems from your parents, like that is conditioning your subconscious mind, isn't it? And like your subconscious is conditioned in that way to think gay people are, are wrong and disgusting. That sticks in the back of your mind. And I had the same battle with that. Like my parents, they didn't show it so much, but let's say a gay person was on the TV. My dad would be like, oh, disgusting fucking disgusting and all this and uh you know that was instilled at the back of my mind so I had thoughts about this woman or uh you know I fancied a friend and I was like oh my god I'm disgusting I'm disgusting I'm wrong and it it's mad because that really does set your mindset and your beliefs about that yeah and that's where I think a lot of your mum's homophobia came from is Freya's granddad was a vicar he died before like you guys were were born born. yeah so I think in your mum's mind it was kind of a way of like an homage keeping him what he would have thought but like, let's not put homophobia on him though because he may not have been homophobic no because but what i'm saying it's your mum's interpretation of, of the religion and the christianity that he upheld so highly is mm. in like his daughter had a gay daughter would that have like disappointed him and i'm not saying it would have but like mm. that was on her conscience. See now, i go sorry i'm gonna completely undo what you just said there because my aunt who I was extremely close to. Unfortunately, she's passed away. But she, when we grew up, was very, very close, almost like a second mum to me. And she was a little bit older than my mum. So again, had more, you know, instillments from the parents, et cetera, et cetera, not a homophobic bone in their body. Wow, that's wow. That's surprising how they're so different. I'm very much like my aunt. Um, I don't hold barely any of the beliefs that my mum holds at all on anything. I I like to question a lot. She doesn't really like to question or debate or discuss or to believe something that maybe wasn't potentially a headline you know it needs to follow okay it was in the it was in the telegraph oh, 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 yes, not the not the telegraph right the day <laughs> as to go as far as the news oh well if it's on the news and it's true yeah like you know, i think there's no way of having a discussion and i think that's what makes it difficult so yeah so like i said i think that it's an internal battle that she's had i don't so i don't think it's a growing up kind of like yeah that's it yeah we get this a lot like speaking to people and hearing people's stories now like it is a reflection of themselves and it's a battle that they have to deal with and a lot of the time like it's not that she thinks you're disgusting like you are not disgusting it's not about you is it it's about their beliefs and their battles internally in themselves yeah exactly and why do they always think about sex like, right that yeah, <laughs> isn't it? like fuck's sake yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. like what we do like i'm not going to tell you about me sex with a straight person anyway if i was <laughs> yeah it's like oh so you're happy for me to get a good dick in but you're not happy <laughs> yeah. the um the, the landlord like he is definitely gay like they mm-hmm. had weird shit going on in their relationship you know really? that it's one like that oh yeah situation. god a lot so, of the time when when like a man is like let's say beat by their partner by their wife or something a lot of the time like they are horrible to other people because they're trying to like assert that dominance with other people yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. You get that often with people in the workplace as well, people who are dominant and controlling in the workplaces because they don't have that control in their private life. Yeah, God, everyone's messed up, aren't wow. they? <laughs> oh, yeah. so psychological, it really is. It's mad. The moral of the story is, like, when I was younger, I would have done anything to have been straight. And now if somebody said to me, you can be straight tomorrow, you click your fingers, I'd be like, I'm never fucking clicking my fingers ever again. Yeah. Like, I mm-hmm. gay, and I would not change that. I would actually probably be mortified if I woke up tomorrow and fancied a man. So, yeah. <laughs> you are owning who you are. We I love, love it. That. Yeah, it's, especially with what, what you've been through. It's yeah. admirable, wow. I think, for every single person on the queer spectrum to come out. It's always admirable. Like, mm-hmm. both of you, it's hugely admirable. But, like, it's madly different stories. Very different, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, mad stories, but just a question that will ask to both of you is what would you say to your younger self or your pre-closeted self i say to own it because i think the more confident you are the more no one can shit on you if you're really confident if i went yes. into school yeah. and they tried to say oh, you're a lesbian i'd be like no I'm, yeah i'm a dyke i don't care like yeah. if i owned it and i was entirely like convicted with it that would have made my life so much easier and i mm. wouldn't have force myself into situations that were potentially dangerous and harmful yeah my advice to myself would probably be to like not spend four years of your life waiting to get drunk with your mate on the weekend <laughs> in case this was the weekend that you were going to get what you wanted which now sounds really predatory when I say that, yeah, that. No, no. <laughs> I think yeah now I'm so almost like I've gone completely the other way where I will look I will look for it so I will look for like people looking at us if we're holding hands or like and I will call people out every single time now won't I mm-hmm. like I'm like a radar for it now because amazing I just don't care at, like to excuse those people and I think no. like it's made me stronger in every aspect of my life but I'm so like upfront with it now like on work calls and stuff like mm. I will address the elephant in the room straight away like if there's a new person in work I will mention Freya on the first call it'd be very explicit that she's my girlfriend and that's that and if that person then doesn't talk to me doesn't have a call with me after brilliant it's one last call in my diary amazing just, yeah that's yeah. the way that I take it now and I think that's how it's got to be mm. I do think though there's a privilege that comes with being like a straight uh, looking lesbian because like yeah, totally. like one of my friends was more like boyish when we were in Bath and we were all at a bus stop once waiting to go out and these like fucking toffs come over to us, these boys and like calling her a dyke and everything. And I looked up to them and like my little crop top, which I was wearing at the time and like my shorts, cause this was back in like 2014. <laughs> I'm a dyke as well. And he then like started laughing at her and I did like, I just like ripped this shirt off and went mental at him, which I regret doing. <laughs> I don't regret you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he came off. It was a it was a Ralph Lauren shirt as well, so it cost him a bit of money. But um, of course, Tom is a was. bitch. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like if you can as well be a voice for other people, like always be that voice. Like mm. I don't necessarily do it for me anymore. I do it for other people in work who may not want to be open about it. You know, it's that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. I, I think my advice would be is just to. I do think it's easier every year that goes by, but I do think now we can sit here in a privileged position, having come out of it the other way, being really happy in ourselves and our lives now and not having that constant hate. And actually that doesn't apply to everyone and everyone's situation is difficult. But I would then say like, find an ally. Online now, it's so easy to just find a gay person, Mm. um, reach out to them and try and get them to help you navigate it. I've spoken to a few 
like teenager <laughs> that sounds really dodgy but like a few Instagram who have contacted me and said you know I think if they found out about my coming out and that's really interesting I'm in a similar situation and to be able to have that kind of like fountain of knowledge of being there you know I'm more than happy to answer anyone who messages me something mm-hmm. like that because I would have loved that when I was younger yeah well yeah. you've said it now to all all the people listening oh, so watch out yeah. <laughs> Well, that's why, like, that's a big reason why we wanted to do something like this. Because coming out is such a profound part of your life. Mm -hmm. And it's often, I don't know about you guys, but it's not often a thing that you have the space to talk about so openly as such a profound part of your life. So the reason we wanted to do this was to give people like you a platform, like literally everyone and anyone and everyone who wants to come out on a platform to share their story, not only to help possibly the person talking about it, but also Mm -hmm. for people listening, like you said, to have what they would have wanted what we would have wanted sorry well I think it's a great thing that you're setting up this podcast so I would have been younger I would have just like put it in the earphones no one else can hear it that's great (laughs) it's again personal to me but didn't come from coming out it came from all the years of trying to be straight Mm. so like myself to like go on dates with men and kiss men in front of my friends because they were doing it so why wasn't Mm. I and I I didn't even like think I was gay I just genuinely thought I was a bit weird I still am I suppose but <laughs> I, I just didn't like get why they seem to talk about it so greatly, and I yeah. just didn't clock. I regret doing that. Like, keep up with my friends. It yeah, wasn't even don't about... force yourself to be someone that no. you're not, because that is where the pain comes in. Because yeah. I put my th- myself through more than I should have mm-hmm. doing that, and really dangerous situations which I should not have gone into. Like, it's not, it's not okay. Yeah, so it, it's so harmful to, to your mind and to your to yourself to pretend to be someone else or to shut yourself off and not be your true self is just so unsettling especially for women I think that especially maybe when we were growing up I don't know what it might seem like now to, to people growing up but men were to be seen as being elite and we were there to please them that's it I mean the word lesbian itself has got such a negative connotation to it and like almost a dirty one you know because like lesbian porn men watch lesbian porn men love lesbians so the word lesbian itself it really is sexualized isn't it and And just deemed dirty in a way like for me growing up that's how i seen it then yeah yeah Yeah. it it seemed like it does seem like a very like dirty word but hopefully the more and more that we use it i mean i use dyke now because i actually quite like the word dyke i like like reclaiming that like you can't yeah Dyke is an insult, that's great. I call myself a dyke. That's not an insult to me. I am a dyke. But I think you're right. That is why the word Jan came about. So, like, those girls could speak in an open forum about themselves in, like, clubs and cafes and stuff. And, like, people that they weren't exposing the word lesbian. It was kind of like a shield. I mean, it's a bloody brilliant shield. But it was, was (laughs) like, a shield from the outside world. Because you could speak openly about, like, gay relationships and you wouldn't get those dodgy looks which actually even like eight years ago you absolutely would have I do mm-hmm. think the world is quite significantly but there's still yeah. people that I just have no idea demonstrated by you know the fact that the NHS have taken the pride flag and now oh. like what is that oh. about for fuck's oh. sake I'm there thinking oh my god my street have gone so like yeah. liberal they're yeah. all support they must know about me they're supporting me <laughs> yes it was all about you it's all it's about, about me you. I was like oh my god they all know I'm the only gay in the street and they I'm all the only gay in the village <laughs> yeah as as time goes on it's getting better um NHS we'll have to just make a new pride flag 
<laughs> well, guys, have a look at our logo because um, we've created our own pastel rainbow. So if you want to use that, that is totally fine. Let's reclaim that rainbow. <laughs> fly that flag in June this year. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I love it. Amazing. So you guys have a beautiful dog called Ziggy. He's a rescue from Romania. And I believe that he inspired a cool business venture that you guys got going on yes if you want to talk a bit about that so yeah i mean you know as everyone like i just absolutely love dogs always have and always wanted to do something around a dog charity but i also want to have money right so (laughs) i'm like i'm not a good enough person to just sacrifice my life and my finances just to be poor for dogs which sounds really bad but now we can't all be mother Teresa. come on (laughs) (laughs) i wanted to do something sort of bigger so it started off a few years ago actually where i i mainly had an idea about basically to to reform the way that we see animal rescue and dog charities in the uk because at the moment they're quite depressing and they're quite strict and you know, the, the rules around them do put people off and it is quite a scary thought that if you're going to rescue a dog that's damaged and then it doesn't fit into your family for whatever reason, you're then kind of targeted if you can't keep that dog or if you want to bring it back. And you're also riddled with guilt that you're taking that dog back into a potentially like awful environment. So I had a whole idea around a charity that would basically flip that on its head. And then we kind of collectively come up with the idea of Mabel which is a dog accessories brand which we seriously need to get our asses in gear for so we've got like stuff we've got the products we've got the packaging no no see now it's not asses in gears we're actually waiting for a stamp to arrive to be able to emboss the collars and the leaves so that's what's taking a little bit of time so obviously and we are thinking about getting a laser machine as well so you could tailor each collar on a separate set of designs for your own dog so you could call it like Ziggy's necklace for example like those kinds of things so we're waiting on that and we're being really cautious yeah so we're waiting on a proper embossing machine as well so it will hopefully make the brand more attractive but basically a percentage of each profit and I say a percentage caveated because we haven't worked out yet you know what that net can be but the net percentage donation will be the maximum that we can donate to make the 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 company still viable future proofing but not just giving 2%. 2%. It will be like a substantive amount that we give. Yeah, we will be donating that to a monthly, on a monthly basis yes, to a different oh charity God. every month. So every month yeah. we plan on like running a nominee um, competition where, you know, the charity with the most nominations will will get the funding for that month and hopefully build it out to eventually turn Mabel into a dog brand slash dog cafe. Um, <laughs> 10-year plan will be to then have Mabel-based sort of dog rescue hubs across the UK that will be like relief charities for national rescues. So you've got rescues in like Romania and Greece, for example, where a lot of the charities are completely overcapacitated and dogs end up in kill shelters. So if we could be like hubs around the UK that basically take the, the dogs that are in danger and then we re- rescue from that so we're not doing the, the kind of forefront rescue we would be a relief for current rescues and I think as well um just to kind of touch on it as well as that you know the tagline is do good whilst looking good I think for us we want to be able to make more of a minimalistic and you know kind of more style I don't remember that being an agreed tagline that was an agreed tagline <laughs> <but> I- <laughs> 
Well, I like it, so yeah, let's go with that. Because <laughs> on the aesthetics of the Instagram are like fire. On the business card. Oh, go okay. I suffer with migraines and therefore memory loss. So oh, okay. it's more of a sense of being able to have that minimalist um, yeah. uh, kind of design uh, because that was another thing that we were kind of struggling with finding when we were looking. But that's where we kind of found, found our niche in the market when we were looking for accessories for Ziggy. We could never find anything that really felt in line with, you know, we pretty much just dress ourselves in Zara, don't we? We're like Zara, Ark, and that kind of very, very minimalist. We don't really do colours lines or anything else so um nice wanted that to kind of tie into to what we're passionate with and uh yeah just bring bring the two together really and so yeah try and connect everyone under the same love for dogs as we do so oh that's so oh, cool that's incredible i love that we're gonna have to we're, we're gonna get all the accessories when we get dog yeah oh my god <laughs> can't wait uh, we'll have to oh. customize them to to suit the dog's name for you so oh yeah yes. amazing <laughs> oh that's so cool incredible i'm excited to see where it goes for you we will uh, we'll be sending out sort of marketing when it when it does but yeah just in the final touch of stages but seems to be taking the longest but yeah cool. yeah well we're excited it, to see mm, yeah everyone uh, keep 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 your eye out for mabel well thank you very much girls incredible stories and amazing um advice there off you both so thank you very much for coming on the podcast oh, thank, oh, you, thank you yeah thank you Great. God, you weren't kidding when you said when you said you had a hell of a story, eh? <laughs> it's all worked out now, so it's all good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. No, I can properly relate to a lot of your story, to be honest. And that. Yeah. How is everything? Is everything okay now? Or? Yeah, yeah, amazing now. But it was. I mean, I had like a real tough time with it, and then a mental battle afterwards. But I was the same. You know, I had a boyfriend for uh, two years when I was like seventeen, eighteen. Okay. And then. It, and they really wanted me to get back with them as well. So I had to try it again. I was trying oh. to pretend to be straight. And it, oh, it was, the, it was the, just the worst. But anyway, like when I told them, I basically just had a breakdown to me mom. And uh, then she told me dad, she was like, Colin, we've got something to tell you. My dad was like, she's not fucking pregnant, is she? I was there like, because when I get nervous, I'm just giggling. So I was there just sat on the couch, just sweating, giggling. And um my mum said, Colin, your daughter's been having sexual relations with a oh, female. Oh, that's awful. I don't know, it's awful. It's weird that they say, <laughs> Honestly, what do you... why is that where their mind goes to? Why? I know. She's just in a relationship. Or she's or... been dating a girl or seeing yeah. a girl. Or... When I made that decision as I'm going to put it out there and just be me then it was just, they just fully accepted them because yeah. I think they felt awkward as well. And I think you've got to take that awkwardness yeah. away yeah. and just Absolutely. be you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that it's worked out well now though. Mm-hmm. It does in the end. Yeah, thanks. Oh yeah. Yeah, God, honestly, they love Gabs more than they love me. She's <laughs> such a suck up when she comes to my house. It's unbelievable. You want to see her here? She's no. like, she won't load the bloody dish. Well, sorry. <laughs> but when, when we're at mine, she's like, oh, Sue, Sue, do you want me to do this for you? Do you want me to do that? I'm like, piss off. I'm not like that. My mum doesn't feel that way about Freya. <laughs> when when I FaceTime my mum because Freya winds my mum up so much if my mum hears Freya in the background she's like oh not her again tell her to go away I go fuck off <laughs> in the background <laughs> usually usually okay so usually I am like 
the ideal daughter-in-law is in like, yeah, I'll do all the washing up. I'll go do your shopping for you. I'll watch like whatever crappy TV show that you want to watch. I'll sit there. I'll give you a massage. I don't care. Right. But her, your mum is so particularly, she's a special character that like, <laughs> I have to completely undo everything that I know and just say, right there, cunt. And then she'll be like, yeah. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm like, okay, well, this is easier for me. So I can mm. just kind of like, yeah, just like a super laid back relationship. Yeah. yeah like very my, laid back. My like, mum can only bond with people through taking the piss out of them. Freya's like, <laughs> like Freya's been like going through some traumatic hairstyles, and my mum will be like, put her on Facetime and then put her on, and she's like, "You look fucking awful." I know. And I'm like, <laughs> she doesn't give a shit. I know, and I kind of appreciate really it because I'm like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Don't tell me I look good when I know that I look bad. Honesty is care. honesty is what you want, it is. and especially with that Somerset yeah. accent. Oh my god, what? That's you can say sense. you can get away with anything yeah. with the Somerset accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, Scarlett, when you were talking before in the accent, all I could think of was Kerry and Curtain. Oh my god, yeah. That, so that's <laughs> no, that is one hundred percent your life. Kerry shouted <sighs> me out once on her Instagram. Which no was, way. Yeah, which is probably the one of the best things that's ever but happened. But that's exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> But if you ever want us back on to like spill lesbian drama, I'm more than happy. You're not allowed to make Oh my God. Yes. I can't be bothered for the beat. Oh my God. I want, I want Do you know what? Tea. Yeah. All right. I'm we'll like... have an episode of it spilling the tea. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We've got loads of good stories. About yeah. Although you oh my God. I am Scarlett knows a lot more lesbian drama than I do. I kind of like okay. kept myself out of this circle until I met I don't, You were too busy pretending to be straight. <laughs> yeah. I was, busy. I was dedicated to looking straight. And then I went out with my friend Tash. And then that's how you found me. So, so like the lesbians found me through Tasha's account because loads of lesbians followed The her. lesbians found me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I'm now me. in their bubble. I'm like, there's lesbians, like lesbian being me. <laughs> I love lesbians. I love it. You just hear so many of these stories, like especially in the lesbian world. It's mad. I don't, really I, mad. I don't, I can't keep up with the anxiety of it. Like as much as I don't yeah. want to cheat on you, even if I wanted to, like the anxiety of it. It's not worth it. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, like you may as well go it, through that like that. awful time of breaking up and then going yeah. like, well, we just both fuck. resigned ourselves to like open relationship or adding in a third. No, we haven't. Well, I have. We had a discussion the other day where you were like, I would rather you tell me if you want to cheat on me and we have a sleepover than you cheat on me. Yeah, but not an open relationship. <laughs> oh, yeah. But like, no, that's not the same. That is not the same. That is not the same. Trust me, you're fucking enough. I don't want another one. Like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> How long have Amazing. you guys been together? Two and a half years. Yeah. She yeah. said that really happily. Two and a half <laughs> years. <laughs> basically like... Longest years of my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much 20 years and lesbian years. So yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> no, yeah, we, we should definitely do that though. We'll have it. We'll have an episode soon of like lesbian drama or something. That'll yeah, be fun. Well, yeah. we'll have to get the threesome out of the way before we do that then. <laughs> I know, we'll yeah. have that discussion. <laughs> yeah. You just let me know when it's all been and done. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh. oh, it was nice chatting to you guys. Thank you for inviting us on. Yeah, you too. Thank you very much, girls. Incredible stories and amazing um, advice there off his boat. Oh, thank, oh, you thank, you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Great. Take care, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.
amazing stories and I'm so ready for all the lesbian goss. Yeah. All the London goss. <laughs> She's going to stir some shit. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm so ready to be a part of it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to be a part of the gossip train, you know? I've ridden yeah. the coming out train and I've left that at yeah. station, whatever. Now we're getting on the, cheat, <laughs> the cheating lesbian train. <laughs> the next train arriving at Platform Lesbian is gossip yes <laughs> i still can't stop laughing at the girl who posted her vagina oh, on oh my god i know <gasps> oh my god honestly i was shook. i, I want to like hear her story first time because that is just mortifying could you imagine no she posted a picture of a vagina <laughs> on instagram like what <sighs> but also bless her like she wanted to edit the picture of her vagina I know that's yeah. it's which is sad, really. Yeah, like, all vaginas are beautiful. Yeah, so beautiful in their own special way. <laughs> we don't use photo editing apps anymore, girls. Come on, chuck them in the bin. You're oh, come beautiful. on, everyone edits the face. True, <laughs> true. Anyway, yeah, we hope you loved that episode just as much as we love talking to Freya and Scarlett. So next week we are speaking to the gorgeous Meg, Meg Owen Music, the musician. She is a musician and she's actually got her single coming out. She's a Welsh singer-songwriter. Her first single called Her, and that's coming out this Friday the 12th. Yeah, we'll link it when we post her episode. So if you want to have a listen to her, check her on Instagram at Megan Owen Music. So her first single, Her, is a bedroom pop love song all about experiencing falling for a woman for the first time. If you like music about pining lesbians, then you're definitely in for a treat. And it's in preparation for her EP, which will be coming out this summer. So we can all get excited for that one. Yeah, Meg was such a lovely girl and her story was incredible. And she paved the way for her younger sibling who has now come out non-binary as a result of Meg's story. Yeah, it's amazing. Really was a very powerful story to listen to, wasn't it? So we're looking forward to sharing that one with you. Yeah, so we'll see you on the next episode. We'll see you then. See you, love. To our loves. <laughs> Bye. Bye.